Well, hello, action takers. We are doing something quite a bit different today. If you haven't seen it already, the five-day unshakable challenge by Tony Robbins, which is perfectly designed to give you the unfair advantage to next-level success, joy, and abundance in today's challenging times is now underway. And with over a million participants, I can guarantee you it's going to be amazing. Every day, Tony Robbins himself and a number of the other best speakers in the world are covering a significant topic. The world has dramatically changed over the last three years, and there is a lot more change coming. As Tony says, winter is here, which is why you must follow this event now. Now, for our regular listeners, I'm either your second or maybe first favorite host of the IDK WTF I Was Doing podcast, and Teresa and I are both attending this challenge along with many of you. However, I know a lot of our listeners can't take a couple of hours in the middle of a weekday to listen, and I know there are a ton of people around the world with time conflicts also. So, I'm doing a quick recap and review each day of the event to make your life easier. If you're new here and haven't listened before, the IDK WTF I Was Doing podcast is designed for you if you started a new business, project, or lifestyle change, and you're feeling overwhelmed or frustrated. Through our podcast, Teresa Merrick and I, David B., are here to get you back on track quickly and easily. And it just so happens Tony Robbins is literally the best in the industry to cover this topic, and he's teaching it all over the next few days at no cost, which is why we're here giving you the recap at the end of every single day. So listen through the whole episode, and if you're new, be sure to hit the follow button so you don't miss a thing, because we are here to get unstuck together. Have you ever started something new and didn't finish it? You were excited. You invested time and money. You got stuck. I'm Teresa Merrick. And I'm David B. And this is the podcast with two ADHD entrepreneurs, and we've been there. And worked with hundreds of people in the exact same place. The IDK WTF I Was Doing podcast will take you away from feelings of frustration and overwhelm. And lead you to the clarity you need to take action and get shit done. Listen today because it's important to admit that no one really knows what the fuck they're doing. 1.3 million people have gotten their ticket to this, this five-day challenge. Of course, not all 1.3 million people were there, but it was a, a good chunk. It was more than I've ever seen. The last biggest event I think I saw was, was a little over 900,000 people. And this one, 1.3 million, and he said, Every, there was someone from every single country there. And that's just astounding numbers. So to jump into the content, now this is truly what I believe Tony Robbins has been preparing for since 2018, 2019. He said winter is coming and this whole thing explains that it's here. So to start the event, KK is his uh, like hype girl. So she came out and got us all pumped up. She laid out kind of the groundwork, the foundation of what we're going to be doing. And so she did an introduction. She really laid out the principles of playing full out because that's so important to hear over and over again. There are probably a ton of people who have never even either never heard of Tony Robbins or heard of him and never actually seen him speak live. 
which was where I was just a handful of years ago, really. And you kind of know him, but just to be there learning from him, I think is dramatically different. So she kind of, KK came out and she said, going over the principles of playing full out. It's a no cost challenge, but make sure you act like you've invested thousands. We all at this point, many of us know that we tend to take free things for granted. If it's free, we might not find it nearly as valuable as something that we paid for. And so we tend to pass it off. So yes, it is at no cost if you didn't do the VIP, but treat it like it isn't so you can really get the best benefit out of there and be committed and keep your energy up through this whole event. They were going to go into have a, an energy expert come do an exercise with us, but like tech happens and it, his sound didn't work. So they had to skip over that. And I actually love watching people with million dollar budgets have these same kind of tech issues because it, it really normalizes it. Something always tends to go wonky. So even just seeing something like that, I just think is awesome. So then Tony Robbins came out and really just dove into it. So why is it the unshakable challenge? So being unshakable doesn't mean you're not stopping. It doesn't mean you don't have fear or that you won't have issues as you're going along, but it just means that you're unshakable as these things happen. And that is so perfect and so much the message of what we we talk about over and over in the, in the IDK WTF podcast. He started with the story about how he had his business. He was running tens of thousands of people in his events. He had this big event planned and they said, hey, you guys can't do that. And he was very upset to, uh, to have an understatement, right? And so he took massive action. He figured out how to make something work. We're, we're actually seeing kind of the best version of that three years later. He is now able to connect with 1.3 million people. That's an, an insane amount of thing for a technology to even be able to do. And he's able to do it in people's own homes. And it's, it's actually really cool. Going into the main content, something that he says is that 50% of our habits are somewhere around 50% of our habits are completely unconscious. We have thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of thought, er, thoughts every single day. Half of those are completely unconscious, but 95% of those thoughts are the same thoughts that we had yesterday. And the only way to change is to get some sort of break in that habit that we've built up. And a lot of us, myself very much included, have built us bad have built up bad habits over the last three years because it's just been a rough last few years. The CDC public, he talked about the CDC publishing a study that 40% of kids are so depressed they can't function normally. And there's just a ton of other stats out there showing we are severely more unhappy than we were just a few years ago. He, and then he makes a statement with all of this happening subconsciously and all of this being part of our habits and routines, we don't actually experience life. We experience the life that we focus on. Life to us is where our focus is. And he's been truly what Tony has been prepping for is this winter. We've had such good economy, business is good, been good, employment's been great. Even during the pandemic, stock prices were just wildly through the roof, even though unemployment was at record numbers. But we are now entering this part where everything is downturning. It's the writing has been on the wall and he's been saying this since mid to late 2020. Well, he's been saying it since 2018, that something's coming. And COVID was just the thing that sparked it. And it's taken some time for us to really see those effects. But the good news is that after winter, everything is seasonal. 
after winter always comes spring. This is a pattern that's just happened throughout human history. He says it's about 70 years. There is a deep winter, some sort of terrible situation. Even in the Roman Empire, you have the same pattern happening. And winters happen, but springs always come after. Winter does not last forever. He says there is no pandemic that lasts forever. There is no war that lasts forever. So if we can do well in the winter, in the the hardest, most difficult time, we are going to more than thrive when the spring comes. And he says, do you ever notice that people have, have a tendency to make things worse than they actually are? And sometimes it's because they're afraid of failing. And so they cat, cat, catastrophize, catastrophize things so much that they just feel like they can never escape. And it gives them permission to stay in that uncomfortable state. So, and then what happens is we get used to the pain and we get used to this discomfort and then it becomes a habit that we're into. So if we cannot catastroph, why can't I say that word? Catastrophize things then, and we can see things as they are and be honest, really, truly honest with the situation. And then after that, if we can see where we want to go, all we have to do is close that gap. If we can deal with the difficulty of today and we know that there is a compelling future for a better tomorrow and that there will be a better tomorrow, this is what we need to move forward. So dealing with that difficulty today, knowing that there is a compelling future to look forward to and knowing that it will come is the key to getting out of the thing that makes us stuck. We need that target and we need to move to it, but we need the energy to get there. Then he kind of backed up and talked about his mission and kind of why, why he's here. Tony was a hungry kid in the past. He came up, you haven't heard him before. This is a story he often tells at his no cost events. And so he had four different fathers. They worked their guts out, but they didn't have any money. And he wants to ensure that no kids go hungry, which is why his mission is to feed the world. And so how he ended, oh yeah, and what he said was just absolutely crazy, is 80 million people die of hunger each year, which is about one person every 10 seconds who dies because they're hungry. It's such a preventable thing with all the excess and the bounty in the world. And so I think it's a great mission that he has. And that's why, yeah, he makes donations towards feeding millions of people each year. Now, Tony then jumped into kind of how he got into the industry. He was working for a gentleman who his father was like, you know, that dude, he was doing some moving, moving some boxes. And he was like, why don't you go help that guy out? He used to be a loser, but he's, he seems to be doing well for himself now. He asked the gentleman, he was like, so my dad says you're kind of a loser, which again, he's a kid, so he can get away with that. And the gentleman was like, oh yeah, I kind of was. But then I went to the seminar, I learned some new skills and I really dedicated myself to kind of becoming the best version of myself. And it took off in my business, my family, my relationships. And here's where I am today. And Tony was like, that sounds amazing. Can you get me into the, one of those seminars? And the gentleman sees, well, I could. And then Tony said, well, well, will you? And the gentleman was like, no, if you want to get into it, you have to find the way to pay for it. And so he ended up, he was making 30 bucks a week. The ticket back then was $45. Tony's old and this was back in the day. It was a difficult decision for him to take a whole week's salary when he basically has no money and go to the seminar. So 
but he ended up doing it. He loved it. He was like, this was Jim Rohn, who was this presenter. Jim Rohn was like, hey, oh, he went up to Jim Rohn. And he was like, hey, I love this. I can do this. I want to work for you. Can you mentor me? And Jim Rohn was like, only people can work for me if they've taken all of my courses. And he's like, I'll take all the courses. I just don't have any money. And Jim Rohn said, you got to go. And he ended up doing that. He had a story where he became resourceful. He invested in himself. He found the way to do it. So he became resourceful and through a series of events, the dedication to invest in the information and himself, and he got what Tony calls a little bit of grace is what really made him into this, this multi-level entrepreneur today. He's got probably over a hundred different businesses that he actively runs right now, hundreds of employees. It's really cool to see what he's doing. He's spoken all over the world and helped the best, right? But all of this because he made a dedication and an investment in himself. Basically, the way to really get the most out of everything and have it elicit a change inside of ourselves is you have to take notes each day, much like I'm doing here, because that ingrains that information in you. But not only just taking the notes, you need to get the energy in your body and get into an emotional state because that's going to cement that knowledge into your head. And to show an example of how important that was, he gave an example of how he's a, uh, he got in like this fight with a radio DJ and a scientist or a doctor. And he said, I can cure anyone of anything. This was back when he was young and egotistical. So he's, and then scientists said, this is malarkey. You can't do that. And he's like, okay, well, let me prove it. Give me your worst patient. And he ended up basically curing someone who had a snake phobia that he, she'd been working with a psychologist for over seven years to get over this phobia. And he was able to do it on stage within about 20 minutes using the principles of energy, enhancing that experience and changing the thing that you would like to change. All of the things you think are you that you don't like are simply just patterns. They can be changed. And now as the world changes, we also have to be able to change our blueprint. And once we're able to recognize these patterns, not only will it help you, but you'll actually be able to help your kids. You'll be able to help other people you care about in the best way and improve the lives of not just yourself, but others as well. And that creates a better world for everyone. And again, so we're coming into this winter and we need to adapt in it. We're in the winter and we need to be able to adapt. Tony says the amount of change that's going to be happening over the next five years will change more than the entirety of human history. And the other thing I really like to stress is Tony is connected to everyone. You know, he's worked with politicians. He's worked with the top financial people. He's seen things we can't even comprehend. He doesn't need to work another day in his life. He doesn't need to be out here showing this information. He's doing it for a reason. And I'll probably talk about this more at the end as I do kind of my own personal recap. But it's important to listen to people when they say things like this. And this is, he's been saying it for years now. And this is really what his mission is about. So the amount of change that's going to happen in the next five years is more than the entirety of human history combined. A lot of people say they don't like change, but it's coming whether you want it to or not. The amount of information humans have just as a total amount of information, it used to double every 24 years. Now it actually doubles every 24 hours. We're reaching a crazy point. Now change is automatic. Change always comes. Progress doesn't. Progress is not automatic. You have to work on it. And so the three skills to master to become that unshakable person in the, in the midst of change, you need three skills to master. So three skills. Number one is recognizing the patterns. 
Winter is a pattern. If you know that this is a pattern, you won't be scared when these patterns come. Like the news teaches us that everything's the worst that it's ever been. And then he gave the example, if you look at some of the politicians, like what they used to say about each other, it was so much worse. They were so much meaner and they would actually like get into fistfights on the, like the, the law writing floor. This was like a standard thing. So the tip number one of the skill to master to become unshakable is recognize patterns. Tip number two, skill number two is utilize those patterns. So if you recognize them, it takes you out of being scared that they're happening. If you learn how to utilize them, then you can change your world to adapt with it. Tip number or the skill number three is create your own patterns. Business people do this wonderfully. They're able, especially we've seen it with Uber, Grubhub, DoorDash, those kind of new industries pop up, right? People are changing the pattern of what's done. Dancers learn the basic moves first. They're very structured. And then eventually they learn how to make their own patterns and become beautiful dancers with their own things. And then music makers, people make their own music. They start playing other people's music and then eventually they're able to progress into their own. Now, so what are the important patterns? The most important pattern to recognize is your own personal energy. You must understand that the essence of everything you do is in your energy. Now we've all been locked inside the last three years. We've all gained weight. I have like my body is reset to a new set point, which is at least 20 pounds higher than it ever has been in my life, which is ridiculous to me. And I mean, not all of us, but many of us have, and we've been limited in our movements, in our energy has been very toxic. We're taking in all kinds of negative information. So how do we change this energy? How do we get it, our energy levels up? Now, if you ask some say people, some people say food, that's not it. Because if you think after you eat a heavy meal, you're generally tired, right? So it's not food. And if you've ever been on a fast, I fast pretty regularly by day three, energy levels are always through the roof. And this is some I hear people say all the time is I can never, I can never fast for three days, but anyone, it is something you can do. And it's amazing once you try it. Some people say more sleep. If you sleep more, you'll have more energy, but if you ever slept a bunch and you're still tired, and then sometimes you'll just wake up after getting almost no sleep and you're just ready to go. So all energy is created by motion. Motion creates emotion. And it's the, once you can master this skill, which he talks about in the rest of the rest of the presentation today. Yeah. So I have to, my battery's about to die. So give me a second here, you guys. I'm going to pause for a minute. Okay. So this recording quality is going to get quite a bit worse. I'm traveling and I'm in an old house where there's no three prong outlets, which is crazy to me. And so I really thought I would be able to get through this whole thing without my battery dying, but streaming used it up quite a bit quicker than I thought. So let's come back to the notes. So emotion is created by motion. Energy is created by motion. We asked everyone to think back maybe 10 days ago on where, where would you say your general on an on day-to-day basis? Where would you say your average energy is? Most people said somewhere between five to seven from zero to 10, right? And then he said, which this actually really stuck out to me. He said, would you want to date a five? Would you want to date someone whose energy is always at a five? Would you want to do business with a five? Really being aware of where that energy level is at and how you're coming across to the rest of the world is, I think, a very important skill set to have. So what is it that takes our energy down, right? So if motion 
brings our energy up? What is it that takes our energy down? The number one thing is loss, right? And we've all lost a lot. I mean, all of us over the last three years, we've lost everything. The entire world is so different than it was in 2019. I have a hard time grasping that every day. And it's sad. It was because it's been our whole life. And now just in a few years, everything's different. And I'm certain in another few years, it's going to be even more different for different reasons. So if loss brings our energy down, how do we deal with that? And again, we all know that there are the five stages to grief. Uh, the five stages we go through when a big loss happens and people get stuck there. So first there's that shock and there's that denial. That's step number one, shock and denial. I cannot believe this is happening. Step number two is then there's anger and frustration. And it's, I can't believe this is happening. I'm so, we just get mad. And this is where a lot of people are still these days. And then it moves into sadness and depression, which is a really, really low state. Because energy, that anger can't last forever. So we just get sad and lethargic. And then there's bargaining, right? Bargaining is the next one. What can we do? And then we finally get to acceptance where we've let it go. And he made a really good point. And I, I fully believe this because I think acceptance doesn't necessarily mean you're out of the grief. You might be out of suffering. You might have accepted the loss, but it doesn't mean you're like in a good place still. And so he says the sixth stage to really get out of it is creation. So after you've lost, you've accepted it, then it's time to create something to move forward. So out of pain, good must come. Out of injustice, good must come. And I think that's the biggest key that's missing when we think about a lot of this stuff. So he then moves into how do you create a breakthrough? So how do we state where we can get to a creation where we we've come out of loss, we've accepted, but now we need to break through and get to that next level of ourselves. Everyone says they want to break through, but what does it mean? What does breakthrough mean? He defines it as a moment in time where everything changes in your life because what you thought was once impossible, you now know is possible and you take the action to get there. That's the key. So he says, if you don't like your body, you can change it. You can take that action. If you don't like your business, you can change it. You can change your career. If you don't like your relationship, he says, change yourself first and then attract better people. And then he asked us all, he says, what is, he asked us to write it down. So what's an area that you've struggled with? But if some point created a breakthrough, dog barking in the background, what Maybe you change in that moment because that change is a must. He's mad that I left him over on the couch. So it's very rude of being to have walked away. And so he's barking to get me to come back. So the exercise one piece. Number one is what is an area you struggled with? Piece number two is what is it that made you change? And then tip no, or the prompt number three is what made it possible to keep that change going. Because a lot of us will say, oh, I should do this, I should do that, and we just don't do it, right? And we see that all the time. So, because what we're trying to do is see a pattern in our own life to see what we can kind of stimulate to make these things happen. So, what was an area you struggled with? What made that change a must? 
and what made it possible to keep that change going. And then he opened it up to the group and man, someone shared a heartbreaking story about if you want to talk about loss, right? This is just the perfect example. And this person shared the death of her daughter and it was the worst, lowest point she's ever been in. This is a part I recommend to go back and watch just because it, it was literally made me tear. And she ended up getting the support to turn her worst day into her best day. And it's because she was so low for so long, she knew that she had to get out of this or it was going to affect the rest of her life. Whenever someone would talk to her about it and they would say, man, that must have been the hardest day of your life. I can't believe you have to go through that and try and give her support. And I feel like that's just such like an insensitive thing to say. And so dealing with that, she was able to reframe her mindset around it. And her answer then became when someone said that must have been the worst thing that could have ever happened to you. Her answer then became, it would have been worse not having my daughter in my life for that three years. And such a powerful story that I recommend go watch. And most people have breakthroughs due to just, just like the, the woman who shared her story, because they're in so much pain, there is no other choice. They either break or they grow. That's 90% of the people. 10% of the people are able to have a breakthrough just because they're inspired. Now, when we're in that uncomfortable state and we're trying to make this breakthrough and have like a, a change in our life that lasts forever, there are three things that will make it last always, but we tend to approach it in the reverse order of importance, right? So which has a, a negative effect on us and keeps us stuck in the same cycle and then just builds up pain more and more until we switch the order of what we do unconsciously, right? So, so he talks about it in the reverse order of importance. So number one is to have a strategy. So this is where most people start. It's the wrong place to start, but their strategies do work. They absolutely work. The right strategy will turn decades, someone else's decades of experience into days, hours, or minutes. But the problem is when you start with strategy and the other pieces aren't in place, we try it and then we stop, or we kind of half-heartedly try it and then we fail. And then when someone asks like, hey, did, you know, what do you think about this? I tried that, it didn't work. I've tried everything and it just doesn't work. So he gives the example of 70% of Americans are obese. Absolutely, we all know that's true, but is, so, but is fitness too expensive? No, it's free. We can go do anything. We can work out in our homes in a park. Is the information scarce? Is it hard to find out how to do it? No, it's everywhere. Are there no resources to help us get there? No, that's also everywhere. So it's not a strategy issue that makes 70% of Americans obese. It's something else. The second most important thing is having the right story. And what he says is you'll hang on to your pain until you find something you have that has more value than the story of your pain. Most people value their pain more than anything else and they will create a story. So they'll say, I've tried everything. It was really, have you really tried everything? Like you've tried everything, have you? And no, no one's tried everything or they would have found the thing that works, right? All the good partners are taken. I'm destined to be alone. It takes money to make money. I'm not good at sales. I'm just not made for this. I'm just not made for this. That's a story that, and I hear that all of the time as a, as an entrepreneurial consultant, 
And I'll catch myself doing it too every now and then. So the story is what makes people either stay or go. And so if you can change the story that you're telling, I can do this. There are people out there for me. There, I, I can make money doing something I'm passionate about. If you can change that story, then you put the strategy into place. It's going to work even better. And then the first most important thing, which is the third thing he covered, is actually the state of mind that you're in. So here's an example. Have you ever been really, really pissed off at someone? This is the example he gives. And then you can just suddenly remember every little thing about them that irritates you. I think we have definitely all done that and just gone over it in our head over and over, right? And when we're in a state of mind, we see things that are aligned with that state of mind. And then the opposite of that is, have you ever just been absolutely in love with someone and you'll do anything for them? You will ignore the blatant red flags. Or if you're together, your partner will say, hey, can you take out the trash? And then you're like, hi, yeah, I'll take out the trash. And you're in just that state of love and affection. And then when you're in that state of irritation, they say, will you take out the trash? No, you take out the trash. What am I, the garbage man? And it's, it's a very different reaction. And he says, your state or mindset completely affects your story. It's the single most powerful force in your life. And most of us are letting our state be controlled by others. Because again, we don't experience life. We experience the life we focus on. So we're following news, we're following drama, we're seeing all the doom and gloom, and that's where our focus is. That's what we're going to see. That's how we're going to behave, and that's what we're going to get back to us. And he says, your state can be changed quicker than anything else. We do it all of the time. We do it with food. We do it with music. We'll do, and these are some unhealthy things, but we'll do it with doom scrolling. We'll do it with drugs or alcohol. That does change our state, and it changes our focus, but not in a positive way. The positive way to change your state that can be done immediately is just movement. And he gave the example of power postures and Harvard University, I guess, just redid this study to prove it again. And just standing in, in power poses can change your physiology. And it's even more powerful, which is what he's been teaching his entire career. If you add movement, if you add your voice, if you add music into it, you can change your state quicker and deeper. And that's the method that he used to cure that woman of her phobia. It's very, very doable. It's something we can all do. We change the state of mind, then we change the story that we're telling ourselves, and then we implement the right strategy, and we can do anything that we want to do in our life. Now, after this, he goes into the four archetypes of the way that we act. This is the most powerful lesson I think I've ever heard taught on a free seminar. I am not going to go over it here because I recommend going to their Facebook group and watch the replay. He's going to do a way better justice than I can do trying to just skim through it. It's probably about 30 minutes towards the end. And it's amazing. He talks about how he used it to take Conor McGregor when he came back into fighting. He used this strategy to help him beat his opponent in that one minute in the first round in the first minute. Go, yeah, go watch Tony Teller. I'm not even going to touch this one. It is, if there's one thing you do this week, go watch that 30 minutes, right? And then he ended with the homework assignment, right? So because this is so important to see our patterns and most important to see the patterns of where, what we're doing with our energy. So he said, the exercise is to write down the story or belief that you have right now 
that's limiting you? Is it something about relationships? Is it fitness? Is it just your general happiness? What is it that you feel that you've been struggling with? What role are you playing in this story? Are you the victim? Are you the victor? Are you pawn in a game? Are you, what emotions are you feeling in this story? Like, how is it making you feel? How are you reacting? What's going on? So what is the story or belief that's going on in your world that's limiting you right now? So that's writing prompt number one. And this I actually really enjoyed, especially from a, from the standpoint of also being a presenter. So he talked about that and he went through it and this is a very negative feeling, but then he did the exact thing that he talks about. He had a stand up. He had us get excited. He pumped up the music. He had us clapping, got our energy back up because he wants us to think about something positive. He says, change your state. We're all doing it together. And it's actually cool to see how they put it together and in Zoom in everyone's home where everyone's kind of interacting with him because he can see hundreds of people on the monitors in front of him, but he's getting everyone up, having a smooth, getting that energy back up. And then he asked, what could your new story be? What is the story about someone who used to struggle and has now figured it out? What does this person do with their family or their business? What role, what role are you in this new story? Are you the king? Are you the knight? Are you the queen? Are you a strategist? Are you a liaison for others? What role is it you're playing? How do you deal with challenges differently than the old way? What is it you're doing different? What are the new emotions that you're feeling in this story? Is it excitement? Is it hope? Is it passion? Is it boldness? And just give as much as you can. Is it faith, love, playfulness? And so use those two prompts. And then what he says is you can actually go on the Facebook group, do a quick recording of what it was and what it could be. And that actually enters us in a whole bunch of challenges if you use the right hashtag, which is hashtag daily challenge. So that was the recap of the day. Sorry about some of the text difficulties in there, but you know, it was, it was a really, really good event and I'm not actually an affiliate with them. I imagine they're going to sell something at the end, but it's cool to see what's been going on. And it's especially powerful knowing that this is something that Tony Robbins has been alluding to and preparing for. And the next few days are exactly what he's been planning for years. Really like post 2008, I feel like Tony Robbins was very, he really just catered to the elite and he kind of forgot about the average person. He was on a different journey in his world. And even in some of his seminars and presentations, he, could, he would just give these out of touch examples about how he had a hard day because he had to fly his helicopter to get his kid to this, to go see, I don't like Michael Jackson on in, cause he's in town but for the next hour. And it's such an out of touch example that it, it would blow my mind. It's a cool story to hear, but it's not a common person problem or a solution. So I feel like in 2018, 2019, he really just snapped back and decided he wanted to really connect with the average person instead of the billionaires that he's been helping out the last decade. And I think it was a very intentional choice because he knows that there is a lot of struggle that's going to be happening. And we're at the, the start of all of it is what he's saying. And I feel like that's something to listen to and believe. And so it was a great first day. I'm going to be doing this every day, right about the same time. So 7 PM mountain time. So if you do need anything, I look forward to hearing from you. 
And you can always connect with us on the IDKWTF I Was Dreaming podcast as well. So thanks everyone for listening. Thank you for listening. This has been part one of our two-part series on this topic. The second episode will be out next week, if it's not out already. If you enjoyed today's conversation, please consider liking, subscribing, and or reviewing us on wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, if there's someone you know who clearly doesn't know what the fuck they're doing and would benefit from this topic, please hit that share button and send them this episode. Let's normalize the feeling of uncertainty. Asking for help and admitting that we don't know what the fuck we're doing either. either.